Once again, to the one, the only, Rumboys Fantasy Network. Today, I am joined by the owner of not one, not two, but three different locations of a swine. Oh wait, this way, a swine fine barbecue. David Steedham, how's it going, sir? Oh, it's going awesome, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Hey, no worries. I appreciate you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to come on the show today and grace us with your presence, talk about <laughs> yeah, some, some food, some sports. You ready, man? <laughs> let's do this. Let's, let's, let's go. Awesome. Well, it wouldn't be a show here on the Run Boys Fantasy Network, of course, without the ceremonious cheers. What are you drinking on first? Today I got a little uh, Woodford. Nice, nice, nice. I got a little uh, Puerto Rican rum, some, some Castillo. You know, I thought about that. I knew you'd be repping the rum. Oh yeah, oh yeah. New, new brand coming out soon. We're gonna get our brand coming out. Y'all get ready for it. Really? We're working on it. We're working on it. Y'all ready? Here we go, David. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. All Cheers the rum boys and girls, what it do? Dilly dilly. Do? <sighs> oh yeah, that's a good. That's a oh, good this shot. Is gonna, this is gonna be a nice segment. Very very nice. So, the first question that, that I wanted to dive into here, uh, just give me one second. My phone is, is being a little, 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 little tricky right now. Alrighty. So, the first question that I, that I wanted to dive into is actually revolving around your business. Um, business owner to business owner, David, what made you open up a fine swine barbecue? Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do this kind of quick, but I'm I'm it takes a, if there's a little bit of background, I hope you don't mind. You're fine. Uh, I've always been a uh, an entrepreneur at heart, but I've always worked in the corporate world, and uh, and I was actually the vice president of marketing for uh, Culver's Restaurants, uh, based up in just north of Chicago in Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, as a hobby, I competed professionally on the pro competition circuit uh kcbs mbn memphis and may all of these big circuits that do professional barbecue competitions and uh but uh and i would go all around the world from kansas city to memphis to you know wherever we would go all over the place and compete in these big competitions and that was my fun stuff and i became pretty good at it mm. uh well i decided uh, a few years back that i was going to look into opening up a restaurant uh, in Blade Mound Trail, I've, I've I've been working for other people all my life, and I've done fairly well for myself. But I felt like at that point, I really wanted to build something with my name on the door mm-hmm. versus 
somebody else, making money for somebody else. And, uh, and so I started looking at restaurants up there where I lived in Wisconsin. And, uh, and I was all obviously doing it on the down low. And, um, and then uh, one day I was in Chicago uh, for business, and I got a phone call saying my dad was in the hospital. And, uh, and so I rushed from Chicago down to St. Louis area, which is Southern Illinois, New Baden, Illinois, is where our first restaurant is. Mm-hmm. So I rushed down there, went to see my dad that night. I got there just in time for, for visitors' hours, um, and, and it was a nice visit. Then I went home to where they lived, and I was hanging out with my brother while mom and dad stayed at the hospital. Me and my brother uh, were just talking for a while, and uh, the next morning I got up to go back to the hospital. I went to, the, I was starting to head to the hospital, and I saw this beautiful building right down the street, close to the interstate, and uh, it was a restaurant that was for lease. So I pulled into the parking lot, and uh, just for the hell of it, <laughs> yep. and, and I peeked in the window, and I was like, this is actually pretty cool, and uh, it's nice. And so for fun, I just made a phone call, called the realtor on the sign and said, hey, I'm passing through. I'm on my way to the hospital, but I, I just wanted to know what you have this for, what the lease price is for this building. And the guy, basically, his name is Jay. He goes, well, why don't I show it to you? And I said, well, I don't have time. I got to go. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm pulling in right now. And he was literally with his dad. It was a father-son team. Wow, how he ironic. He was on the phone while I was there. And so it was just like, a, like is this meant to be? And so he came in and he goes, look, we'll be real brief. And then, you know, and I said, that's fine because I'm coming back anyway. So he opened up the door and it was just like that. You ever have that epiphany moment and you just walk in and you just know this is it? Yeah. Yeah. I just knew it was it. And and I was just losing my mind because it had everything that I I had a whole checklist of things, boxes I needed to check for it to work. Number one today, multiple walk-in coolers It had them. It had a full kitchen, a big hood. It had a bar, a custom custom bar work with brass and wood. It had an upper level, lower level. It had a, a place out front to where I could build the smokehouse. Because, you know, when it comes to marketing and branding, you got to be able to impact them before they even walk in yep. the door. So I was doing all, I was checking off every single box, and I was taking all these pictures. And so I said, this is, this is really cool. I'm going to go to the hospital with my dad. We'll talk later. And I went to the hospital. I'm chatting with mom and dad. I told them about the place, and they were like, oh, that place is great, blah, 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 blah. And I sent all these pictures to my wife. And my wife said, that's really, because I've been sharing pictures from all the restaurants up there we were looking at. Yeah. And so I sent her these pictures, and she looked at me, and she she sent me a text. She goes, where's this at? I said, New Baden. And I didn't get a message for 10 minutes. And she finally sends back. She goes, I have no desire to move to to New Baden, Illinois. And I said, uh, I said, I don't either, but maybe it's not up to us. And a couple of weeks later, um, we all came down as a family, my my two boys, my wife, and we looked at it again with my other family and everybody included, cousins, uncles, everybody who lives down there. They all came and we looked at it together for a couple of days. And um, a month later, I signed the lease and I left corporate life and uh, I haven't looked back since. It's been three and a half years. So... uh, it's, it's, it's been a pretty cool journey. Uh, a lot of people said I was nuts to do it because I had a pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I do miss those days, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, you know, access to the jet, whatever, all that fun stuff. But, uh, but, but I'm very content where I'm at and, uh, I don't, no regrets. I'm looking for, I'm having fun. It, it, I work it, every day. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, this is this is the most organic and pure journey that 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 I've been on. Um, I used to work for for uh, Comcast, uh, NBC Universal. Um, much like yourself, I tried to keep it on the down low that that this is what right. I had started doing, um, and I was planning on leaving eventually, anyways. Um, it eventually came out. Oh, so you're running a podcast? Well, we're a cable company, and don't really like that. So it was like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not quitting. Um, I chose to quit them, and I was making bank. Like I was, I was good, right. you know. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up leaving, and I think my epiphany moment was when Sportscaster um, had sent me to Los Angeles to interview the the NFL rookies, the the, the rookie class just right. recently. Um, and that was my epiphany moment. You know, I'm like, wow, like I'm in the same whole, whole, whole hotel room. You know, of course, you know, right, right, rest in paradise. Whitney Houston, like, like passed away. And, you know, I'm the, the pop music awards were happening at the same time in the same hotel that in the Beverly is Hilton that I'm staying at with all these NFL rookies. And right across while I'm sitting there eating dinner is like Miguel, you know, and I just had this epiphany moment. I was like, this is what I want. And this is where I want to be. And it, it hit me right there to like, this is what I built with my own two hands, you know. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, path. I I always want to, like to encourage my audience get out there, blaze your own. It's okay to work for somebody, but nothing will ever be Absolutely. more fulfilling more fulfilling than you know if you if you start something and you watch it grow. Exactly, and and you know what? It's not for everybody. No, you know, there, there's a lot of people out there that you know what. They're very, very comfortable with security and uh, and doing their thing with that company and doing their side gig. And uh, as long as they don't interact or, you know, but but it, it does take a little bit of a special mindset to to be able to do this. And you know that I know that. Uh, and uh, but boy, it's uh, it's 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 exhilarating, you know. When you know you have a plan and you and you go all in and you go all after it, uh, it's it's fun. Is that, uh, and when, what do they say? If you do what you love, you never work again. You never work again. Exactly, exactly. About how long have have you have you been in business for yourself? Uh, we opened in October of 2016. So basically, our first restaurant, our big restaurant, uh, three almost three and a half years. Yeah, I was about to say you're 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 pretty much through the, through that through that five year curve that five year window. They say the, in the first, restaurant world you got to make it one year, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought I thought well maybe, maybe of course this is probably definitely a common misconception. Now I always thought it was like like you know you got to make it through like like the first five and then after that it's pretty much you're you're set. You know it's so about, in in the restaurants about sixty percent of restaurants that open fail within one year or two years. Okay. Okay. Uh, to, to, to have one over three years is a win. Um, and so it's, it's you know, and a lot of people, a lot of people doubt it. We would even make it to one year because of the location, because it's a small farm town, uh, you know, 30 minutes, you know, east of St. Louis and uh, 25 minutes from downtown St. Louis. But we have. Uh, we've been blessed with the Air Force, Scott Air Force Base, only 15 minutes away, yep. and it's really cool. Uh, you know, it's really cool walking in my restaurant at 11:30 in the morning and seeing, you know, 95 servicemen all in there eating barbecue, having fun. They, they pack the place every day, and uh, and it's almost like a 
military conference every day from 1130 to, to one o'clock. And, uh, and we love it. And we do a lot of catering and we got a new food truck that we're doing out on the base. And so kind of, kind of fun too. Mm. So that's been a, that's been a very uh, big blessing for us. And my dad, the reason he, he lives there is because he's retired military. And, uh, and I also went into the service, uh, when I went out of school. Uh, and, uh, and so, so he did his dad, I, my dad, and then me, and we all kind of followed suit. And so we're kind of a service oriented family. And so I, I did my tour and, and uh, and now I'm close to family and and having fun. Very nice. I I was not expecting to to add a veteran element uh, to, to to today's podcast. Um, I'm a, I'm an Air Force vet. Uh, Hua, security forces. Yep. yep. Dad was Navy and I was Coast Guard. Nice, nice. See, hey, much respect. Thank you guys both for 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 your service. Thank you, thank you. Really thank quick. You. The, the the chat the chat is asking. Um, because I, I I interviewed New England Patriots backup quarterback Jared Stidham. Are you related yep. to Jared Stidham? Okay, here's the deal. Um, I don't know. I will <laughs> tell you that where he was born and raised was actually uh, in the. My dad is from from the Sticks, Virginia, and uh, in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, which is yep. right there in the mountains, and it's right across from uh, Ohio and that whole area. Where Jared Stidham was actually born and raised is right there where all the Stidhams from my father were from. But then he moved to Texas and uh, and so on and so on. But if you if you actually we actually did a search and he's from that area. I don't know, but I do know that it's a unique name from that area in, in south southwest Virginia and uh, in that whole region there at a couple hundred miles. And so there's a possibility. I'm rooting for the guy anyway, because every time I see his name, it's like because it's not a, it's, it's a little bit of a unique name. So every time I uh, I do see him, I kind of pull for him, even though I just got sniped in my my dynasty draft. I was going to draft him, but he just went. He just yep that that's that's a name that you definitely want to go and grab in dynasty drafts. With, with <laughs> us not knowing what's going to happen with Brady, I, I say that's 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 a safe that's a safe bet. Um. Expansion. Expansion is a key. It's, it's a key piece to, to, to growth and development. Um, I myself, I quickly realized I could not accomplish this dream by myself. I had to expand and I had to go and get a team. Now we have writers. We're getting an app developed. All this other stuff, right? Um, right. At what point did you know that you needed to expand to now three locations? And it sounds like a fourth mobile location with the food truck. The food truck is definitely in play. But uh, in, in all transparency, I'm gonna I'm gonna give your your your, your listeners a, a little bit of a scoop here. We of course I grew up in the corporate world. In the corporate world, you know, when you're in the boardroom, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. You know the old saying, and um, and so I felt like we needed to grow because we had a lot of our customer base coming uh coming out from the Marion area in Illinois when they would have to go to St. Louis. And Mount Vernon, Marion, all of those areas over there in, in, in eastern Illinois. And so we decided to open up a small place so they wouldn't have to drive as far to see us. Mm-hmm. And so we took over a Papa, Papa Murphy's, a Papa John's. And, uh, and I'll actually send you some pictures of this. We actually converted that into a fine swine barbecue and pizza. They left yep. the pizza oven. I'm making barbecue pizzas as well. Uh, but we, 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 we opened that up in August of 2017. And it's been open for a year and a half. 
And then we opened up Carlisle, which is five minutes from my house, which is a governor's run golf and country club. It's a country club restaurant. We did some catering out there and they said, we love your food. And I said, well, if you want, I can bring some out and you can sell it on the weekends. They said, you got a better idea. Why don't you take over the whole restaurant, bar and conference center? And, and I was nervous and skeptical about it because it's out. You have to know where it is. It's not on the main drag. Uh, it's in a small little town, tourist town, because there's a big lake right there. It's the biggest lake in Illinois natural lake i mean a man-made lake and so is we did it for a one-year deal and uh we just made a decision a week ago to cancel that deal and so we did our one year and i'm going to close that restaurant uh it did not produce the numbers that i was hoping it would produce and you you got to do those things and you got to make strong you got to make hard decisions sometimes and i uh i decided to uh to not to try to endure that off season and in um, that unknown commodity, and so I, I went, uh, you know, so so we're about to be two restaurants and a food truck, uh, because one of the things that, that it did it hurt me on is it took away from my time. I was now spending my time going from one to another to another to another to another, and in the restaurant business, people love to meet the owner. They yes. love to talk to me. They like I, It's almost like being in politics. i got to shake hands, kiss babies, walk the floor, and yep. do all the things, and they want to know, what kind of wood are you using? And, you know, Because we use three different woods. We don't just throw the same old kind of wood in our smokers. We use different woods because they have different flavors. flavors. And, uh, and so we do all those things and they want to know about that stuff. And when I'm not there, uh, it doesn't have the same impact as when I am. And so now I can spend all my time at the other two really, really, you know, uh, nourish both things. And, um, and so that's, you just got the scoop. Nobody else knew I was going to do that. You got the scoop. So, Hey, no worries. No worries. I'm glad that I'm glad that we got it and we broke it here first. Um, I want to kind of touch on something that that, that, that you just said um, before before we get into to our, our next question. You know, the the ability to I always say to business, you know, you have to be willing to to go out there try different things, and don't be afraid to lose. You know, there's no such thing as as, as losses. That that doesn't go on an L on, on your record. It, go, it counts as a lesson. You know, absolutely. Just go ahead. Um, and, and I, and I, and I want to encourage people like, like, you know, whenever you are trying something and you're trying to, to start up your own new thing, you know, don't be afraid to lose. When I started the Run Boys Fantasy Network, I was definitely going in with like, this is, this could fail. Like this could fail. And I'm back in corporate America again, you right. know, oh, just, 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 just go out there and, and jump into the water. Absolutely. You're, you're so right. You're on point on that. And, and what makes that, I mean. Let me put it in perspective. Uh, I really jumped into Twitter this year. It's the first time I've really, I mean, I've been playing fantasy sports forever, but I, I'm never afraid into Twitter, you know, especially fantasy Twitter. And, and DFS, especially DFS. And I've heard so many of these Towson experts say, look, if you're playing scared, you're going to lose every time. You can't, you, you can't play with scared money. And uh, you can't go into business for yourself if you're scared. You, you, you. The most successful people in the world are risk takers. Yep. And they put it all out on the line, and that's why you know high risk, high reward, and uh, and you cannot be afraid, and you have to go out there. Scared money loses every single time, and so we boldly go for it, and uh, but we make sure that we don't. <laughs> We don't cripple ourselves, and at the same time, we have to make smart decisions, smart financial decisions, and uh, 
And so that's kind of the approach that we take. And, uh, and, and we have to make those decisions on not just expansion, but just rolling out new programs in our restaurants or what kind of new smokers or new equipment we're buying. We have to make sure that we're doing all the things that we have to do to be successful and to keep growing. Mm-hmm. That saying I said, if you're not growing, you're dying, yep. is true. You have to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. And, uh, and, and we use that in, our, in all of our manager meetings and everything that we do is, how are we going to grow this week? How are we going to grow next week? How are we going to grow next year? I love that. I love that. Um, and that's actually a great way to segue into the next question. Um, you were kind of touching on, you know, we, 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 and you were lo- utilizing the word we a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I do that often as well, despite it, you know, I, I may be the face of the company. It's my writers. It's my marketing team, my graphic designer. They're, they're the ones that are the backbone. I understand that you also compete in barbecue competitions. Um, the everyday market, it, it, that's competitive as is. What made you kind of hunger for more competition? I mean, Running a business is, is competition already. Um, well, first, on, on the first point you made about we, I learned that a long, long time ago that that no matter what you do, you give credit to your team. Mm-hmm. And your team is what makes you. If you're ever the smartest person in the room, you fail. And you have to surround yourself with great people and you have to give them all the credit. Uh, I learned that a long time ago. Even though I am the owner and I am the, the guy... I never say I, I, me, me. It's always we, and uh, and I will always be that way. Uh, and so and here I am saying I will always be that way. But you know what I mean. You, you, yeah. you get where I'm going. Anyway, um, that that that's that's vital. Uh, what was the second part of that? I'm sorry. Um. So so what what made you want to get in get into to, oh, to barbecue competitions? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, as I alluded, uh, competition barbecue is where I started. It was a hobby, and I was in love with it, and uh, and it was a big deal for me. And uh, you know, going out and you know, here's here's perspective for you. Everybody has a hobby that they love to do, correct? Some people love to go out and play golf. Some people play tennis. Some people, whatever, whatever it is. Some people are artists. You know, they all have. Some like to sing. Whatever. They all have have things. Uh, you know, my hobby that I love to do was barbecue. I grew up in, you know, from Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. I also lived in Florida. I lived everywhere because I was military. But, uh, but I call Nashville, Tennessee home. But, you know, my hobby is barbecue, professional barbecue. And, um, it, and it's very rare that you can have a hobby that you can actually compete in professionally and actually be at the very top. Like, great, I got friends that love to golf, but they're never going to be on the PGA Tour. Yeah, you know, I have great friends that love to, to 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 make music, but they're not putting out. They're not winning Grammys. Uh, I'm literally in a in a position where I've been on the, the biggest stages in the world. Memphis in May, we've stood on stage with a trophy as big as I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth place pork shoulder in Memphis. That's a big deal. The Jack Daniels World Championship. I was. You know, you have to be invited. You have to win a a, a state sanctioned grand championship to get invited to that contest. And I've been there and, and was on stage three times there. Uh, the American Royal in Kansas City, uh, being on stage every time I've been there, I've been on stage. And so, you know, there, there's something to being able to compete at the highest level of your favorite thing that you like to do. And, uh, and so, you know, that, that's kind of a cool thing. And so it's always in my blood. As a matter of fact, I've got barbecue sauce in my veins. And, uh, and of course, I have sauces that I sell around the country and other countries. 
and, and I was doing that before, way before. I was doing competition barbecue and selling sauces way, way before we uh, even thought about having a restaurant. I never dreamed of having a restaurant. It all just kind of happened. I, I like to say it's a God thing. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, it just kind of all worked out. But, uh, but I, I don't compete as much as I used to. Uh, the last competition I did was last year where it was the, actually the Invitational, the Kansas City Barbecue Society World Championship Invitational, where we took second place in the world in brisket. And we also took uh, a top 20 overall for all four categories. And so it was fun. That, now, now, let me just, I, I, I want to touch on that really quick, guys. Brisket is, 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 it's difficult to prepare because it has to you have to smoke and 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 all it's a very long process to take second and you said in kansas city yeah the kansas city barbecue society world championship yeah the kcbs world championship second place i've taken a lot of first place brisket calls that yeah you know, it's it's brisket's fun and, and and you also mentioned and i heard i heard that the, the city memphis as well right memphis is huge this is I gotta say this. This is already just, just turning out to be such such a great interview. You know, I've, I've already learned learned so much about you, and we're only three questions in. Um, to to be able to compete in those, yeah, jack of all trades here, guys. David, make sure you guys follow him um, uh, on Twitter. Uh, Hammerjacks, right? Hammerjacks one. Yeah. Hammerjacks one. That's right. Um, but to 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 compete in in Kansas, Memphis. I mean, these are places. Anyone that's ever took two seconds to click on Food Network knows that that's barbecue capital. That's barbecue country. And you said that that that, that the family kind of comes from that, that 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 Virginia area, correct? Right. That's beautiful. I'm from Northern Virginia. Absolutely, right. absolutely beautiful. I always say that six degrees of separation is is, is it's a beautiful thing. You never know who you're going to meet, especially in this social media uh, arena that that we live in uh, today. Um. Wow, that's amazing. So with all that you've accomplished, um, leadership, it has to be the, the key in pursuit to your goals. How, how do you motivate your employees and, and your team to help? Because because it's you that's birthing the, 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 the dreams. They're there right. to help you execute it. How are, how are, what are you what tactics are you utilizing to keep the momentum going? Man, that, that's really that's. <laughs> Your questions are very intuitive. You're, you're right on point. Uh, it's, it's hard because, as you know, the restaurant industry, uh, it's, it's a high turnover industry and when it comes to employees. And, uh, and, and it's hard to, you know, get people that they're all in. You have to get them to believe in your system uh, because, honestly, you just, you just, you know, it's not like corporate world where you can pay them. You know, sixty-five, seventy-five thousand dollars. You know, you're you're dealing with a lot of minimum wage employees and in a, a little bit above. And I'll, I will say that say this: we pay more than most. I believe in the power of pay. You get what you pay for, and uh, and we pay more than most. And it hurts our labor line, but ultimately it helps my loyalty line. And by doing those things, we uh, we have a lot. High, I still have people with me, and this will blow your mind. I still have people that work for me in my original restaurant three and a half years that have been there since day one. And that's almost impossible in the restaurant industry. And, uh, and that's because I take care of them. I, I, I've pulled money out of my own pocket and hand it to them when I see they're in need. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't ask for it back. Uh, 
it, some of them give it back, some of them don't, and uh, and it's okay. Uh, I treat them like family, and in uh, treating them like family, communicating with them, uh, and giving them accountability. Uh, even even my young people, my, my 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 teenagers, my high schoolers, and college students, I give them autonomy. The first thing I tell them is, I said, you have the power to make someone happy. You do not have to get a manager approval. You do not have to go see me. If something happens in that restaurant and you see an opportunity to make something right, you have the power to do it. If you if you tell me that you were doing it because you were trying to make someone happy or you were trying to take care of a situation, you, you're all in with me. You win. And so, so giving them autonomy, giving them the power, giving them the ability to uh, be proud of what they do, even at a young age, has gone very far for me. It's, it's helped me. And, uh, you know, let them wear jeans with holes in them. I don't care. We're barbecue. Let's quit being stuffy in America. Let's just, you know, wear, 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 it don't matter. Just have fun. Just wear my shirt. <laughs> and what's cool, and here's what's cool, is when they want to wear your shirt, yep. uh, when they go out, and they're hanging out with their friends, and they put it on social media. That tells you something because most people don't want anything to do with their work when they're on their own. And yep. so we have young people that that, that, that are proud of, of working for me, and that means more to me than anything. And so I just I try my best now. That, but I also, on the other hand, I'm gonna tell you this: some of them get angry because I hold them to high standards. We have to be better than everybody. Yep. If someone's gonna drive out to where we are from St. Louis or from St. Charles or from Fenton or wherever. They gotta have an experience. It's not just about the food. The food's gonna be amazing. We go crazy to make sure the food's good, but they gotta have a good experience. And um, and these guys gotta be on top of it. If they're not, <laughs> they they're not gonna be there. And because we cannot survive with mediocrity, and so we have to be better than everybody else. And I teach them that, and um, and they appreciate that, and they feel like I care, and that means everything. So anyway, I, I know I'm a long talker. But oh no. I, I really wanted to drive that message home. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's a message that, that that needs to be needs to be driven home. Um, looking in the in the chat here um, on our on our live YouTube, um, those of you that'll be listening to this episode on Spotify, Apple, and Google, you could definitely subscribe to us on YouTube and check out the action over there. But um, you know, everyone, I, I'm witnessing a lot of other business owners or even you know some of my own team in the chat, and. Here at the Run Boys Fantasy Network, everyone everyone is family. I don't believe, right. you know, that. I yes, do I have ha, have employees, but more importantly, I have I have brothers and sisters, you yes. know, and we work as a whole to 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 make this a, a, a reality. You know, when I told the, the team, "Hey guys, I'm I'm leaving corporate America and and you know I'm gonna be full time," they're like, "Okay, we're gonna take on they." themselves okay so i'm gonna handle graphics i'm gonna write articles i'm gonna go ahead and you know get website developed you just go out there book guests get marketing done you know and they they stuck they they, they rose to the occasion you know and that's what that's what that, that that i feel like that's how it how a good company should be be ran you want all the cogs to mesh well um did has turnover happened absolutely do i have some of the same people that were with me from from Day one, you know, no, I have a, I have about about three 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 people that are that are still with the staff from from day one. We have about eleven to twelve of us, and 
it's 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 beautiful that that those people have stayed. You know, um, oh, yeah. that means that I'm doing something right. You know, and we're, we're and and clearly I'm I'm leading them in the right direction. So I love everything that you had just mentioned there um, about that. Ready to get in some uh, fantasy football, uh, some fantasy sports talk though. Let's do it, man. That's how we met. Exactly, exactly. Which, by the way, guys, the way that the, the, this that this interview came together, we're just chilling on social media. I don't even remember what what the tweet was, and I was just like, I, I, I put a picture of a, of a a cheeseburger with an egg on it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was food unites people, even on the internet. And I was like, Shh. then I found out that you play fantasy. You're you're an entrepreneur like myself, and now I'm finding so finding out so much more. Um, I had to bring you on the show, David. So I, once again, I do thank you. Um, let's see here. I'm OG fantasy. Yes, and we are we are literally about to talk about that. I'm excited for for especially the younger generation to hear this part. Um, so of course we're a sports channel. We gotta we gotta talk about sports. Um, a little birdie had let me know that you were once the overall ESPN fantasy baseball champion. How in the hell did you pull that off? And I'll never do it again. I'll, that was the hardest. That was the hardest thing I've ever accomplished because, uh, first of all, you know this this happened uh, back in '97, <laughs> and and um, I was working from home, and the only reason I was able to do what I was able to do was because I worked from home. And yes, I had a computer and I had dial-up modem to to get online. But ESPN, uh, they had fantasy sports back then, a lot of it, and they were really that was when they were in their first growth mode. And uh, before that, I'll, I'll, I'll jump before before we in a minute. I'll talk about what I did before that. I was in old school rotisserie leagues where we actually scored by hand and all those kind of things. But but I will tell you that the the, the only way I was able to accomplish what I accomplished with baseball was being able to be on the computer uh, scouring the waiver wire, scouring the uh, the starting rosters and lineups and, and, and the, the, the reports of who's going to play, who's not going to play daily in the morning, the afternoon, the evenings. And I would watch these little game casts uh, where, you, where, where you're waiting on them to say the next pitch and what happened, you know, it was a strike yep. here or a ball. And, uh, you know, we didn't have online video. And so, um, but being able to be on there every single day and wait, working the transaction wire and doing all these things, and, and it came down to the last day of the season. I think I had Kevin Brown uh, on the last day of the season, 10 strikeouts. or, or it, it was just like in a crazy, crazy good performance, and that's what put me over the next guy to win the overall title. And, uh, and back then it wasn't a lot of money. It was like, but it was like pride and I got a really cool ESPN jacket and they did an interview and there was all kinds of fun stuff like that. But, uh, but it, it burned me out and I was totally wiped out. I mean, because literally there wasn't a day off baseball's every day. And, uh, and, and, and I was grinding, grinding. I didn't play for 10 years after that. I just went strictly into football. You know, I retired from, you know, of course I'm on the ESPN chat with all these guys and they're all like wanting me to be in their league and want me to do this and want me to do this because I was the overall champion and and I had to turn them all down and I said, guys, I don't have the energy. I'm done. And uh, and now I did play a couple of years ago just for fun because I just quit baseball. I got fed up with it and uh, and I did win my league again, but it was nothing like uh, what I had to do before. It was a lot of fun. 
They did like kill me though. Oh yeah, no baseball. Baseball was grueling. Um, when 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 my old co-host Ty Boogie, he was like, "We're gonna do a fancy baseball league." I was like, "Why?" <laughs> it was like I, I already knew that it was a bad idea before heading into it. And then, like, I noticed that I wasn't the only one that was checking their lineup every day. Like, like I was like, look, I, I'm, I'm happy that everyone in this case just pretty much sucks, to be honest. Like, even the person, I think, I think Ty, he did win it, and he, did, he was the only person that paid attention at least, like, every other day. You know what? Honestly, that's the secret. If you, if you want to win baseball league, all you got to do is focus. If you do it every single day and you make sure you change your lineup every day based on your starters and and the probability of your relievers, I mean, you have to watch. Okay, this guy's you know this guy's come in on a six. He's pitched two innings five straight days. You know, there's a chance. I mean, there's a lot of things you're looking at. Yeah. Uh, but but if you're willing to do that, you're going to win because most people aren't willing to do it. That and, is very, uh, very and, true. And you're going to win, and so all you got to do is focus, and you'll win. I'm finding that same philosophy applicable to fantasy basketball currently <laughs> i gotta get into that I'm, I'm still i'm still struggling with that one i, I just don't have the time it's dedication uh, I'm, I'm jumping into the golf world right now yes actually i, I want um i, I wanted to, to talk about that um as well uh how how is i know i work with i work with thrive fantasy app um you know they they, they sponsor the run boys fantasy network and they have pga you know props up there you know and i don't know golf really how how is fantasy golf it's it's <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting into it and so uh, there is a guy out there you don't mind if I plug him go ahead uh, Rick Rungood uh, on Twitter uh, Rick Rungood and uh, and I started following that guy and uh, he shares so much knowledge in it, and he has a podcast and uh, and and he has so much that he gives me um that it, it, it almost like it's 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 cheat code. And, and so I've actually made profit the last three tournaments in a row, and I barely know what the heck I'm doing. Um, but it's fun. But I will tell you this. It's, 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 it's crazy because, you know, you know, in football, we all play fantasy football. Yep. You know, while Sunday comes, that's the day. I mean, obviously you got showdowns and stuff like that in DFS on Thursday night, but then when Sunday comes, you're playing the main slate, you're playing the Millie Maker, you're doing all these GPPs and cash uh, lineups and so forth. Uh, and by the end of Sunday night, you're kind of done, and then you got the Monday night showdown, et cetera, et cetera. In golf, <laughs> you got a whole day on Thursday, and then you're like, oh my god! And then you got all day Friday, and then you got all day Saturday, and then all day Sunday, and so you got a four day sweat. Now, obviously, you don't really have to take it seriously until you get to Sunday, yep. but you don't have to sweat Friday because you're trying to make six guys make the cut. And so there's a lot of variables in play, but I tell you, it's fun, and uh, you don't have to be a long-time lifer in golf to understand what's going on. I'm, I'm not a long-time lifer in golf, but you follow the right people, you get the right information, just like in every other sport in DFS world, they're going to feed you that information, and, um, and then you just use your own intelligence and try to make sense of it. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm enjoying it right now. I never thought that I'd ever say this in my life, but I think I'm probably gonna 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 start watching a little bit of golf now, you know, um, and start placing yeah. some money on some golf. Let Rick know that I sent you, and I'm telling you, that guy's amazing. He works harder than anybody I've ever seen in fantasy. I will, I will. Um, I'm definitely gonna I'm, I'm gonna add him. Um, probably bring him on the show. I know that I've I've had um, I've I've had people in the chat, you know, I've had fans ask me, you know, do do you watch golf? Do you care about golf? And I'm like. 
unless it's tired or not really <laughs> you know but i'm definitely yeah, excited cool. about that um how's how is your uh how has your luck been in, in in fantasy football i myself am coming off of two fantasy football uh super bowls um i understand you participate in everything from dynasty to dfs to idp you have any big wins yet uh you know how how's how's fantasy football working out for you well, fantasy football is my lifeblood, and and that's that's where my my passion is. Uh, and like I said, I, and I, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go I'll go back a little bit. Go, uh, go ahead, go back for it. Ninety, uh, back in the nineties, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm an old guy, all right. Sorry, I'm a boomer. Um, but I will tell you, I will tell you this. Uh, in in the nineties, I was a young guy, young in in the nineties. Back then, USA Today. Hey guys, USA Today was a newspaper. It used to be a big thing. Yep. We I used to have newspapers, guys. <laughs> does it still exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does? Yeah. Um, just the follow them on Twitter. Today. Anyway, the back page of the sports section in the USA Today had a basically a weekly fantasy. That, that, was, that was DFS before fantasy football. And the way it worked was that it was a salary cap. And they would have all your quarterbacks, all your running backs, all your receivers listed on the back page. And you literally had to check the box of which ones you wanted based on like a $50,000 salary. And then you actually physically mailed that in and you watched the games and you waited for the results. And that was fantasy football. And, uh, and of course, of course, you know, fantasy baseball is what started it all. It was actually called rotisserie baseball. Mm-hmm. I remember. And football came along and that's, that's really what, what, what came out. And, and me and my buddy, we would literally do that. And uh, every week, and then watch the games, and God help us if anybody interrupted us while we were watching the games, the the wives with the babies and all that kind of stuff. No, we got, we got you know, fantasy on the line here. You know, this is, we got Irvin, Aikman and Irvin going on here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so back in the 90s, and, uh, and that was really cool. Uh, from that, we went on to true fantasy football leagues where we would actually tally the scores ourselves every week, and then we jumped into the, the whole digital age with RT Sports and some of these other uh, uh, sites that was that was really cool. But uh, but I'll tell you, uh, MFL, which still runs today, my fantasy yep. league. Uh, I was one of the uh, original uh, uh, commissions for the MFL Masters leagues, and we still have the Masters league going right right now. And uh, it's been going on for for many many years. And it's a dynasty IDP league. It's, you know, fifty five man rosters, uh, IDP. You know, taxi squad, the whole thing. I've done salary leagues. I've done everything. Uh, and, and right now I'm really big into dynasty leagues. And uh, I do very few, uh, you know. Redrafts. Redrafts. I do very few of those. Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty much dynasty leagues and a couple of redrafts with uh, DFS. I'm, I'm mostly DFS and in dynasty leagues right now. As a matter of fact, we're drafting right now. The Super Bowl hadn't even been played and we're drafting for next year. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, dynasty drafts are already kicking off. I see. I've tried to convince my friends that that I play in my home league. I, I keep I stay in one home league, and then I, and then you know for the rest of my leagues, I usually compete about in about about almost about ten leagues um, a year, and I'll do like two home leagues, and then the rest are all you know for pretty much media for me to you know get my name out there, build buzz, all that right. good stuff. Right. You know, so I'll play against you know a couple of different of, of the celebrity analysts and stuff. And um, I've been trying to convince my home league guys to 
turn our redraft league into a dynasty. I'm like, we are literally every single year the exact same people getting together. We might as well just just make it a dynasty league, but absolutely, you draft rookies every year. Exactly, you have a free agency, and there's a lot of things you can do. But my commish. (laughs) Hey, you know what? But they but they like drafting that whole new squad. Exactly. And and you know what? But you know what? Now that you're a a big celebrity and you got Twitter and you got all those things, you can always find these celebrity leagues and and uh, and do these redrafts and these dynasty leagues. It's a lot of fun. We're we're working on it. We're working on it. I, I feel like I'm the fantasy football almost like anti-celebrity I guess you could say because I always head into these leagues and I'm sh- I'm direct to the point like to them letting them know I am going to defeat you like <laughs> like I'm, I'm not the person that, that's there to make friends or nothing I am there to defeat people and embarrass them <laughs> I'm in a league right now and I got the 10th pick and, I, and these, these these knuckleheads let me get Chubb at 10 and I'm like okay if you guys want to do that go ahead that actually answers my next question. Who was going to be your number one pick in the 2020 fantasy draft? And it sounds like Chubb came off the board at 10. At 10? I mean, you know, you can't, you know, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, you mentioned before we were talking, and this is interesting, and, and I've been thinking about this because I don't know the whole dynamic, but you're in this league with, what, 90-something teams uh, Smitty's putting on? Yep, 96 teams. Uh, and you've got like eight, eight groupings of all the players. So, so is this? Let me make sure I understand this right. So, is this going to be a draft where there's like nine leagues within the league, or is there going to be ninety six teams? That's how and, I pictured it. I pictured. I was like, I was like, so there's going to be. I, 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 I think they're going to be satellite satellite leagues. Like, like you know, so you'll have like League One and then you know League Two, and like you know, everyone will be will be separated because there's no way that ninety six people, eight of them, all have Christian McCaffrey. And they're well, all no, going to go head to head. If there's eight copies or nine copies or whatever he's doing, um, I'm just thinking. So the first nine teams are going to have Christian McCaffrey <laughs> because who else are you going to take? I mean, exactly. No, I'm I'm going to go in. I'm, I'm heading into that one, and I'm and I'm playing that the same way that I, that, I, that I play every other league. I am going to draft my team as normal as possible. I'm not even going to get tempted with the fact that. I can get Christian McCaffrey, like, you know, and or, or like, and pay attention to everyone else going to draft them. I'm just going in, and I'm treating it the same way. You know, I'll I'll get beat up this by your listener, but, uh, or your viewers. I'm not sure McCaffrey's, I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen. They got a whole new coaching staff. They got a coordinator who likes to throw the deep ball. Uh, you know, it it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. They're going to beat me up. Don't don't throw the rocks, but it wouldn't surprise me if he loses 25% of his, of his, you know, I think, I think it, it is definitely going to happen. I've been trying to explain to people, you know, and, and, I've, and I've even been providing evidence, you know, look at what happened with Saquon Barkley. More than likely, if you were on number one, uh, if you were the number one draft pick this year, you more than likely went out and got Saquon Barkley. You also more than likely probably did not make a fantasy championship with Saquon on right. your roster. And he was, of course, the, the coming out of the, the previous year. That's who. That's who we as analysts we ranked ADP as the 101. And then we had McCaffrey. Then we had Kamara. Guys, if you have some type of say so or control over your league in, in a league that I participate in, I have no say so. It's a shot glass with a number written on the bottom. You take the shot. You look, and that's your draft pick. You know, you, we let fate right. decide there. If you have some way to decide, try and not get the 101 overall. I am coming into 2020 preaching that 
very heavy this year. You do not need the 101. I have, I have never, ever in almost eight years of playing fantasy football won a league having the 101. No, I, I agree with you. And, uh, and, and I mean, I love, I love C-Mac. I mean, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of question marks there. And, and that one, I, I, I actually like that 10 spot because I get, I'm coming back with another great player. And as a matter of fact, and of course, a lot of people will boo me on this one because everybody's saying sell Aaron Jones, but I just don't agree with it. But wow. I took Chubb and Aaron Jones one too, and uh, and I'm I'm pretty happy with that. And I still got guys like Cup and Chark and, and all those guys, but uh, but I, I'm I'm pretty happy with with being in that back half of the draft at this point because exactly. there's a lot of variables, a lot of unknowns. The, this yeah. year, this year, what I've been finding so far, I haven't fully fully released released on my ADP. I can't stand when when, when guys go out there and they. Super early, Super Bowl's not even done yet. They're like, this is what ADP is going to be. And it's like, <laughs> so we're not going to ignore the fact that CJ Lamb still has to get drafted. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not big into that, but what I have done so far with, um, with my ADP rankings is this is what I, and what I'm telling, letting people know go in the back end of your drafts. If you can go anywhere between picks, picks five and below, that's going to be a sweet spot for you. That's where I'm projecting a lot of championship lineups to be. That's where you're going to be able to go and get, you know, guys that are that you're on the hype train about. You know, Derrick Henry, um, Chubb, Aaron Jones, Michael Thomas, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That's where those guys are falling to you in that first round, and that's where you're going to be able to build the build your team. I got a fantasy championship with Ryan Tannehill this year. You know, back end. That's where you want to go. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm in a, a couple of those super flex leagues where you have the opportunity to play two quarterbacks. And yeah. um, and now in some of my dynasty leagues, like my MFL Masters League, you play, you have to start two quarterbacks. Um, but in the super flex leagues last year, I'll be honest with you, I, everybody gobbled up the quarterbacks so fast. I just kept collecting running backs and receivers, running backs and receivers. And, uh, and I ended up making it to the championship with, I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill and, uh, <laughs> and I got lucky on Tannehill, obviously. But Ryan Tannehill and, and, and Jameis Winston, and uh, of course, you know, the interception machine, but you know what, he's still a fantasy machine. And uh, and I was able to do that. And, and meanwhile, the guys with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, you know, insert name here, you know, they're mm-hmm. sucking wind because they're trying to trade for receivers and running backs that they didn't pick up while they were drafting quarterbacks early. And so, as a matter of fact, in this draft we're in right now, uh, I didn't take a uh, this super flex draft I'm in right now. I didn't take a quarterback till the eighth round, and believe it or not, I got Aaron Rodgers in the eighth. And you know what? I'll take Aaron Rodgers in the eighth. And I took uh, oh, uh, oh, what's his name? Minnesota. Um, Dalvin Cook. Oh no, Kirk no. Cousins. Kirk Cousins, the quarterback. Cousins, Cousins, Cousins in the tenth round, and so I got an eighth and a tenth round quarterback, Rodgers and Cousins. But meanwhile, I loaded up on on wide receivers, and 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 I'm starting to question that league anyway because I got. Zach Ertz in the seventh round, so that's stupid. Exactly, yeah, that, that should have never, ever, ever happened, period. Um, it sounds like, and I hate to shame, 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 shamelessly plug myself right now. Everything that you just spoke are very, are very fundamental philosophies that, 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 we, that we teach here whenever we're, we're doing a fantasy football. To answer your question, Treat, yes, I will be running fantasy football summits later this year. Um, once, you know, after the draft and everything. Get a quarterback later on, you know, load up on, on, on running back and receiver. Exactly. I, I, I try and tell people this. 
and they don't listen to me, and then when they're ass out on their money that they invested in, they put in the pot, they come back, oh, you were right, da da da. Well, listen to my show. That's why I legitimately run a show to help you. <laughs> it's math. It's math. There are 32 teams. You only play one. <laughs> there's, there's 12 teams in your league, you know? Um, and, and when you look at the differentials between first and 15 or 20, it's not a huge difference, and there's a lot of variance every week. And so, you know, guys, you don't have to draft Mahomes in the first round. You don't have to do it. As a matter of fact, it's stupid. I'm don't, just being honest. Yep, don't don't buy into all all these big celebrity analysts that'll go on, on on TV. They'll say something outlandish, and now because you listen to them, you're out your money. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, the reason I got Chubb at number 10 was because Mahomes and Jackson both went before me. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got so. that, that, that The other people got lucky, yeah. Um, let's see here. So, of course, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, everyone that is listening, make sure you guys tune into the Run Boys Fantasy Network on Super Bowl Sunday for our pregame kickoff party. Who are you rooting for? And why? And it sounds like it sounds like you know you're, you're putting your fillers out there. Are you gonna be putting a little bit of cash on this one, David? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm actually gonna I'm gonna jump into the prop betting thing. I've been playing around with that for a long time, and I actually uh, we talked offline, and I'm gonna jump into that uh, thrive and, uh, and 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 jump into that, and uh, I'm gonna do some prop betting. There's a few things I really like, uh, uh, some over unders, and uh, I really like Damian Williams right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a little bit of a little bit of juice on that. Um, uh, and I am I am you know right now, put a gun to my head. I'm 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 taking the Chiefs. I like They're it. They're close to me. Uh, I've got a lot of a lot of roots in Kansas City. And I'm pulling for them. I got a lot of friends and family that that that, that love the Chiefs. And so uh, it's been 50 years. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to I'd like to see them. Uh, I like to see them win, and you know what? I think they got what it takes, and I, and I think their defense is playing way better than they get credit for. Um, and so I'm 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 pulling for the Chiefs. I think they're going to win the game. What what I think, you know, of course I, I I won't be I won't be dropping my prediction. I'll let you know what I'm going to say I'll, I'll, when we get offline. I'll let you know, but I got to say it for them on Sunday, um, with with the Chiefs and, and for your pick to give you know a little bit more confidence behind that. Step one, Patrick Mahomes, every single game that he has ever lost has been within one score. Okay? A little stat for you guys. So so all throughout this season, anytime the Chiefs lost, it's been by one touchdown. Two, let's look at their their what they've done in the playoffs. Now they may have started slow throughout that first quarter. Well, it's Andy Reid and it's the playoffs. So that's to be expected. But the right. Chiefs system is built, and when you have receivers and running backs are running, everyone's running four twos, four threes out there. Then, okay, now you need to account for the fact that playing time possession, ball, which is what the 49ers does, could possibly very well, very, very may well not work. Also, the Chiefs are one of the very few teams. I'm a big film guy. I'm more of, I've always, my audience knows this, I'm a film over stats guy, but I do pay attention to stats. The Chiefs are one of the very few offenses that can counteract a cover three because of the speed that they have. Right. Because Mahomes is getting the ball out, from snap to about two point for, for about two point five to three seconds, which is awesome. That that's phenomenal. Because of that, 
I want to let you know that you should have confidence in your pick. That, 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 that's, as a matter of fact, I just raised my confidence. I might put a little bit more action on it. Um, but I will tell you that, that, that I truly believe that, that the Chiefs are going to be able to make uh, Garoppolo beat them. And, uh, and, and, and I don't know if he can do it. Uh, I just don't know. And uh, I believe they have too many weapons. And, uh, and I believe that they're, you know, now, if you asked me this three weeks ago when, when Houston was beating them 24-0 at Kansas City, and I'm sitting there going, what the heck is going on here? And then you watch that onslaught. They have, they have the capability to do that against anybody, anytime. It, and they've had two weeks to prepare, and Andy Reid with two weeks to prepare. It's just they're going to win this game. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, not releasing who I'm gonna pick. It's gonna be a surprise for everyone on Sunday. Um, you know, you know, I don't know what the line is doing right now, but got it. I got. I think. I think that that it's um it's at one right now. I think. I think it's still. I don't think the ESPN moved. It. I don't think that Westgate moved it. How um, cool is that that you get a Super Bowl with a line of one? Of That's, one. I love it because they're they're both just so good. They're they're both just so so good. Um, but other than that. David, it has definitely been a pleasure interviewing you. Um, I know that you are a very, very busy man, and I thank you for coming by the show. You want to go ahead and let the people know where they can follow you? By the way, I saw your Instagram page for uh, for the restaurant. Absolutely right. stunning. Yeah, it's all food. It's all about the food. But, yeah, um, where can the people find you? You know, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, and um, yeah, and your Twitter, locations. Twitter, you know, it's, it's all about the, the food and the uh, the football. And that's 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 all I do on Twitter is Hammerjacks H A M M E R J A C K S one, uh, and and I show food. I talk about what we're cooking on Sunday and, and those kind of fun things. Uh, and if anybody ever wants to hit me up, I could hit them some recipes. They want to surprise somebody for a Super Bowl a Super Bowl recipe or or whatever. Uh, I can I can throw them some quick ideas. Uh, you know, Facebook obviously a fine swine barbecue, BBQ uh, in. Instagram, Fine Swine Barbecue, and uh, you know, hey guys, call me. We'll, we'll have fun. We'll talk football. We'll talk sports. We'll uh, uh, we'll talk barbecue. Whatever you want, we'll help you out. Thanks. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank you guys for joining us uh, for today's podcast. I got an award ceremony to go to for my son. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ron Boys, spelled the Z N E T. Check us out on rumboys.com. Feel free to swing by our merch shop, grab something for you and the one you love with Valentine's Day right around the corner. And make sure you guys also check out David on Twitter um, at, at hammerjacks1 and Instagram, a fine swine barbecue. Other than that, cheers to me, cheers to you, all the rumboys and girls want to do. Dilly dilly, we're out of here. Thank you guys. <laughs>